Hey there, Druin. Hope you're staying cozy out there in San Francisco. Yeah, it's a cloudy Saturday with a good chance of rain, perfect weather to catch up on the latest news. And we've got just the thing for you. Let's dive right in. First up, Apple's making headlines with its recent compliance efforts regarding the EU's Digital Markets Act. It seems web apps on iPhones in Europe are taking a hit, sparking quite the debate. That's right. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney hints at a financial motive behind Apple's decision, while Apple cites security concerns as their reason for not supporting alternative browser engines. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to The Briefing Room from PocketPod News. Moving on, let's talk about luck and entrepreneurship. Dr. James Austin breaks down four types of luck in his book Chase, Chance, and Creativity. It seems that success might have more to do with being in motion and having a prepared mind than we thought. And over in Taiwan, the TIEX index is reaching new heights thanks to TSMC's stock surge. This comes after Morgan Stanley analysts bumped up Nvidia's price target due to an increased demand for AI chips, a sector TSMC dominates in. Looks like it's an interesting time for both entrepreneurs and investors alike. Stay with us. We've got all the news you need to start your day right here. This message is brought to you by PocketPod, revolutionizing the podcast experience with the power of generative AI. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to content that listens to you, tailored to your interests, schedule, and style preferences. With PocketPod, every episode feels like it's made just for you, transforming how you experience podcasts. Ready for a personalized listening journey? Visit PocketPod.app today to join the waitlist. Big tech is at a crossroads in Europe, and this time it's Apple making headlines. That's right. Apple has announced it will be breaking web apps for its iPhone users in the EU, citing compliance with the new Digital Markets Act. But not everyone's buying that explanation. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney, a vocal critic of Apple, suggests there might be more to this decision than meets the eye. Could it be about protecting revenue streams? And amidst all this are concerns about security risks and what this means for user experience. To dive deeper into Apple's controversial move, we're joined by PocketPod news technology analyst Paige Owens. Paige, how significant is this shift for iPhone users and the broader app ecosystem? It's quite significant, Steve. Apple's decision to alter the way iPhone web apps work in the EU is a major development, not just for users, but for the entire app ecosystem. By complying with the Digital Markets Act, or DMA, Apple is essentially reshaping how web apps function on iPhones within the EU. This move has raised eyebrows, especially given the implications it has on user experience and potentially on competition within digital markets. So what exactly does complying with the DMA entail for Apple? Essentially, the DMA requires tech giants like Apple to support alternative browser engines besides WebKit, which is used by Safari. This is a significant shift because it opens up iOS devices to other web browsers and their underlying engines. However, recent iOS betas in the EU revealed that iPhone web apps no longer function as they previously did, prompting Apple to clarify that this was part of their efforts to comply with the DMA. And Tim Sweeney of Epic Games has been vocal about his perspective on this issue. What's his take? That's right. Tim Sweeney suggests that there's more at play than just security concerns. He hints that Apple might be trying to protect its revenue streams, especially those tied to App Store fees, by making these changes. Given Sweeney's history of suing Apple over antitrust issues related to these fees, his comments have added an interesting layer of speculation about whether Apple's actions are truly in the best interest of consumers or if they're more about preserving its business model. Speaking of security concerns, 
Can you elaborate on what risks are associated with supporting alternative browser engines? Absolutely. Apple argues that enabling support for other browser engines could expose users to increased security risks and compromise data privacy. The concern is that without proper isolation and enforcement measures, which are inherent in Safari's WebKit engine, devices could be vulnerable to malicious activities through these alternative browsers. It's a contentious point because while there are technical solutions available to mitigate these risks, Apple has chosen not to implement them due to the complexities involved in complying with the DMA. How does this impact user experience and functionality? The impact is quite tangible. With web apps now functioning essentially as website bookmarks without features like local storage, badges, notifications, and dedicated windowing in the EU, users will see a noticeable degradation in functionality. This decision by Apple aims at mitigating potential security threats, but at a cost to user experience on iOS devices, a move which might not sit well with everyone. And let's touch on progressive web apps, or PWAs. How do they fit into this narrative? PWAs are becoming increasingly important in this context because they offer functionalities similar to native apps but can be distributed outside traditional app stores like Apple's App Store, with analysts projecting significant growth for PWAs, estimating a market value of $10.44 billion by 2027, they represent potential competition for native app ecosystems like those offered by Apple. The growth of PWAs highlights a shift towards more open digital markets where user choice and competition could flourish. To wrap up then, Paige. Steve, what we're witnessing with Apple's response to the DMA in the EU is a pivotal moment not just for iPhone users, but for the global app ecosystem at large. While security concerns are valid, there's an undercurrent of debate about whether these moves also serve Apple's interests in protecting its revenue streams from app store fees, an argument bolstered by figures like Tim Sweeney from Epic Games. As we look towards a future where progressive web apps may play a more dominant role, it's clear that decisions made today will have far-reaching implications for competition and consumer choice within digital markets. That was PocketPod News Technology Analyst Paige Owens. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Steve. In the world of entrepreneurship, we often hear about the importance of hard work, vision, and persistence. But there's another element that plays a crucial role in the success stories we admire. Right, that element is luck. According to Dr. James Austin's book, Chase, Chance, and Creativity, luck isn't just about being at the right place at the right time. It's more nuanced and can significantly impact an entrepreneur's journey. Today, we're diving into this fascinating topic with PocketPod News business correspondent Jared Holcomb. Jared will break down the four kinds of luck outlined by Dr. Austin and what they mean for anyone venturing into entrepreneurship. Absolutely, Jonathan. The concept of luck or chance, as described by Dr. James Austin, is quite intriguing, especially in the context of entrepreneurship. At its core, luck refers to those fortuitous events that happen unpredictably and without any discernible human intention. It's this element of unpredictability that makes luck such a captivating subject for entrepreneurs and scholars alike. So, Jared, can you elaborate on the four kinds of luck Dr. Austin discusses? Certainly. Dr. Austin categorizes luck into four distinct types, chance I through IV. Each type has unique characteristics that influence creativity and success differently. For instance, Chance I involves purely random events with no human intervention, akin to winning a lottery. Chance there, too, is slightly more nuanced. 
It requires being in the right place at the right time, but also being open to seizing opportunities. Then there's Chance the Third, which is about making your own luck through hard work and persistence, essentially creating opportunities for yourself. Lastly, Chance Iyer transcends the others by involving a kind of serendipity that stems from unique personal qualities or unusual circumstances. That's quite comprehensive. How do these types of luck impact entrepreneurs specifically? The implications are significant for entrepreneurs, Jonathan. The journey of entrepreneurship is inherently filled with uncertainties and unknowns, making understanding and leveraging these types of luck crucial for success. Entrepreneurs who cultivate energy, curiosity, flexibility in synthesizing information from diverse sources and developing a distinct point of view can more effectively navigate through these uncertainties. For example, an entrepreneur with a curious mindset might be better positioned to recognize and seize upon a chance-to type of opportunity simply because they're more attuned to possibilities others might overlook. Interesting. So would you say personal behavior plays a role in the type of luck one encounters? Absolutely. Personal behaviors significantly influence the kind of luck an individual might experience. As per Dr. Austin's insights and supported by examples like Louis Pasteur's famous quote, chance favors the prepared mind. Individuals who engage in distinctive hobbies or maintain unique lifestyles may find themselves at intersections where certain types of luck are more prevalent. This ties back into the importance of action and curiosity as well. Being actively engaged in one's pursuits and maintaining a sense of wonder about the world can indeed catalyze moments of serendipity. That brings us to an important point about action and curiosity then. Yes, indeed. The article emphasizes that action-oriented approaches combined with a curious mindset are essential for leveraging different types of luck towards entrepreneurial success. This proactive stance enables entrepreneurs to navigate uncertain environments more effectively by optimizing outcomes where chance plays a significant role. Understanding these dynamics offers valuable perspectives for anyone venturing into entrepreneurship or looking to innovate within their current endeavors by aligning their actions with favorable forms of luck, complementing their individual traits. Jared Holcomb from PocketPod News Business Correspondent Jared Holcomb, thanks for breaking down this fascinating topic on how different types of luck can influence entrepreneurship. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. It was my pleasure discussing these insights with you today. The spotlight is on Taiwan's TIEX benchmark index, which just hit a record high. That's right. A big part of that surge is thanks to the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or TSMC, the world's largest computer chip maker. Their stock price soared after Morgan Stanley analyst upgraded NVIDIA, one of TSMC's major clients. With artificial intelligence technology booming, demand for AI chips is on the rise. TSMC and NVIDIA are at the forefront of this wave. PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes is here to break down how this affects the global tech landscape. Leah? 
Absolutely, Jonathan, and it's a fascinating time for the tech industry. Taiwan's TIEX benchmark index recently experienced a notable surge, climbing 3% to reach a record high. This leap was primarily fueled by the growth in stock price of Taiwan's semiconductor manufacturing company, or TSMC, which is the world's largest computer chip maker. The company saw its stock price increase significantly, particularly after Morgan Stanley analysts raised their price target on NVIDIA due to the burgeoning demand for artificial intelligence chips. That sounds significant. Can you tell us more about why Morgan Stanley upgraded NVIDIA's outlook? Of course. Uh, Morgan Stanley analysts adjusted their price target on NVIDIA from 603 to 750, pinpointing the increased demand for AI chips as a key factor. This revision reflects not just optimism towards NVIDIA, but also acknowledges its symbiotic relationship with TSMC, who manufactures the chips that NVIDIA designs. Following this report and after trading resumed post-Lunar New Year break, we saw TSMC's stock price jump by 9.8%. And how does this relate to TSMC's growth prospects? Well, TSMC isn't just witnessing a temporary spike in interest. It's positioned at the heart of a rapidly expanding sector. As the main manufacturer for NVIDIA's chips, TSMC is riding the wave of increased demand for AI technology. Just last week, they reported a 7.9% revenue increase and forecasted sales growth between $18 billion to $18.8 billion for the quarter ending in March. This underscores not only their pivotal role in chip manufacturing, but also their robust financial health and optimistic future projections. With such growth in TSMC and NVIDIA thanks to AI demand, what does this mean for NVIDIA itself? NVIDIA is indeed reaping significant benefits from this AI boom. Its stock value has seen positive movements following the Morgan Stanley report. The company is deeply entrenched in generative AI models like OpenAI's ChatGPT through its high-demand AI chips, positioning it advantageously within the tech market. Their partnership with TSMC ensures they have a reliable source of cutting-edge chips, essential for powering these advanced technological applications. It seems like both companies are set to play a critical role in meeting global demands for AI technologies. Absolutely, Jonathan. This development not only highlights Taiwan's crucial position in the global semiconductor supply chain, but also signals continued opportunities for growth within the tech industry at large. Both TSMC and NVIDIA are at an inflection point where their contributions to artificial intelligence could dictate future trends across various sectors, making them companies to watch closely. Fascinating insights as always, Leah Haynes. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. And that's The Briefing Room for Saturday, February 17th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Druin. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.